Okay. Well, I want you to t- take your Bibles with me. We're going to look in the Gospel of John this morning. It's a different passage of Scripture to be able to look at for Mother's Day. But this is where we're at this morning, John chapter 21. And this is a very familiar passage of Scripture because it's dealing with Peter, dealing with the uh, Apostle Peter. I had a mother tell me one time, Proverbs intimidating. Proverbs 31, intimidating. I relate better to Peter. And then I thought, I don't see how that fits for moms. But then I started reading here in John, and I realized it fits very well. So let's look together. John 21, this is verse 15. And notice Notice what it says. It says, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, this is after he had denied the Lord three times, so he asked Simon, Simon, son of Jodah, do you love me more than these? And he said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And here's what he said. He said, Feed my lambs. Lambs are what? Small, like children. (laughs) Jesus is saying, I want you to love children. Take care of children. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, well, tend. You know what the word tend? It has to do with caring, like a mom does. I want you to tend or care for the sheep, my sheep. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him a third time, Do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Let's have prayer. Lord, bless us this morning. Help this to be a a day that's memorable. May you be honored and glorified. May our moms just know that you love them, that they're special. The task that you've given them is so important. May you bless them and just work. And may today your word go through and each person that's here be touched, be moved. May we all be drawn closer to you. And so I pray your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. There's no doubt we want to honor moms today. One little girl, her mom wasn't feeling so well. So she decided she wanted to do something to be able to help her mom. So she went and she got a second pillar for her. While she was laying in bed, she wasn't feeling good, running a temperature. Her mom said, thank you, honey. She brought her a magazine to read. She said, thank you. Next thing you know, she came with some tea. Her mom said, oh, I didn't even know you knew how to make tea. She said, sure, mom, I watched you. She said, I got me a pot out, put the tea leaves in, put some water in. I boiled that water. She said, I knew I needed to strain it, but I couldn't find the strainer. So she said, I just used the flask water. Her mom said, oh, honey, you didn't. She said, well, don't worry, Mom. I didn't use the new one. I got the old one out. (laughs) Go ahead and drink it. (laughs) Oh, we still, we want to honor moms. It doesn't always come out that way, but we certainly want to be able to honor our moms. You know, Adrian Rogers was going to be preaching from Proverbs 31, and and so he, he shared his story about dairy farm and some cows and so some cows were uh, they were gazing out and they saw this dairy truck go by and 
it had an advertisement on it, and it said this. It said, the milk that we have is pasteurized, sanitized, it's vitamin-enriched, and uh, one of the cows said to the other cows, they was reading all of that, said, kind of makes you feel inadequate, doesn't it? <laughs> and that's how a lot of moms feel, inadequate. The task that's given them is very tough. That's how come some can relate to Peter, because this passage of Scripture, Peter felt inadequate. Wasn't perfect. You know what? There's no mother that's perfect. There's some awful good ones. <laughs> None that's perfect. And so sometimes that's how we feel. We just feel like we're just inadequate to be able to accomplish something. Apostle Peter felt that way. He could relate to that. I'm certain in his ministry, his background would come up. In the book of Acts, in chapter 4, it said that they recognized this about Peter. He wasn't educated. He wasn't the only one that was in ministry. You know, D.L. Moody, what a great evangelist he was. But when you heard D.L. Moody, you know what people said? You can tell he's not educated. He didn't do a very good job using grammar. But yet, God used him. He used Peter. He uses our moms. But I'm certain that Satan always was putting that in his mind. You can't do this. You can't accomplish this. You don't have the background. And yet God had put Peter in position he did because he wanted to use him. And God has put him, placed our mothers in the position that they're in because he wants to bless and use our Christian and godly mothers. He felt inadequate about his past. He had denied Christ. Moms, many have failed in their past. Some have done things when they were younger that they're ashamed of. Have made mistakes. Some may have even been immoral. Roe versus Wade has leaked out that maybe the Supreme Court is going to overturn that. And let's hope and pray that they do. That they stand for what's right. That they stand for life. There's many uh, ladies that have listened to lies and said, you can't be a mom. And they have fallen for the lie and have taken the life of a baby. Many of them, it's just, it hurts to come to church. Hurts to be able to, to face the truth. They feel inadequate. Can I tell you that Satan is going to continue to trumpet that? I'm sure for years, Apostle Peter had to listen. You denied the Lord. You denied the Lord. You denied the Lord. You can constantly bring up your past sins. I may not even mention what some of you have done. But Satan certainly will mention it. That's why it's good to know. Jesus He's the one that put Peter in this position. He said, Peter, do you love me? And he was recalling Peter, letting him know, I want this position for you. And today the Lord's telling moms, you've got an important position, and I want it for you. I want you to be honored. I want you to serve. This is a role that you can accomplish. 
Here's one thing that we got to know. 1 John 1, 9 tells us if we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what? It is important if we've made a mistake that we know I've been forgiven. Forgiven. Satan can say anything that he wants, but guess what? As far as the Lord concerned, it's done. It's paid for. I'm forgiven. I'm cleansed. And I can move on. And it's important for people today. You don't even have to be a mother to be able to know I'm forgiven. And I don't have to be captive to my past. I can move on. I don't, I've not, I don't have to be cast aside and thrown away. And there, I can't do anything for God. No. The apostle Peter was used by God, and so can you. You're not inadequate. We've got inadequate feelings. One thing about ladies is they're a little bit more emotional. Feelings are a little more important. And so Satan will use that to your disadvantage, to weight you down. To, let me tell you something. Satan does not want you. He does not want you to be successful. That's what he's trying to do is to weight you down. But you can be forgiven. And now you can make an impact for the Lord. And what a position that you're in. Position of motherhood. Somebody had said, you know, it's a lie today. Women have to keep up with men. Let me tell you something. You don't have time to keep up with men. You've got so much to do, so much responsibility. God has blessed you with the position that you've got. Forget about keeping up with men and live the life God wants you to live. You'll probably pass us anyway. <laughs> but what a, the Lord has given you this great opportunity and position in life. So how do we do it? How do we handle that? Make God a priority. You don't have to be perfect. There is no perfect moms. And I'm sorry for the times where we make it seem like you got to be perfect. You're not. But God does need to be a priority. That's what God's trying to get Peter to do. So he said, Peter, do you love me? That's what the Lord's asking today. Do you really love me? If you want to be the mom that God's called you to be, you've got to be able to say, Lord, I love you. This is a gift from you. This is an opportunity from you. I love you. The whole key is being able to walk with God. Don't think that you don't have time. Make your relationship with God a priority. Now, I understand. I understand when you've got children, time constraints are there, and it is so difficult. Your devotion may be reading a Bible story to your child, but listen, Walk with God. Have a relationship with God. You know, before this took place, this conversation, the disciples had went out fishing. Jesus called out to them. They, they were in a boat, and they didn't even recognize Jesus on the land. And Jesus said, hey, fellas, any food? They said, no, we've not caught anything yet. He said, well, cast your nets on the other side. And when they did, boy, did they make a catch. And somebody said, well, it has to be Jesus. He's the only one that could do that. Part of the reason you want to walk close to Jesus is because he's the one that helps you to have provision. 
He's the one that helps you to have your protection. And so when you just seems like you don't know what to do or where things are going to come from, Christ is there with you. And that's why it's important to walk with Him. Find your peace with Him. Disciples walked with God. You need to walk with God. Not only do you need to walk with Him, you need to be able to talk with Him. And help your children. You talk about Him to your children. Remember, Jesus' response was, feed my lambs. Feed the children. You can't feed them spiritually unless you're sharing with them about spiritual things. Let me tell you a verse. Here's a verse. You may not have read it. Deuteronomy chapter 6 in the Old Testament. Many of you are familiar with it. Some of you haven't. But here's what verse 6 of Deuteronomy 6 says. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. The commands of God, the word of God. And here's what he says in verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. In other words, I want you talking about God all the time, talking about His words and His commandments. Fill it with your day. There's going to be opportunities to point your children to God. Opportunities to be able to pray with them. Take advantage of it and use them wisely in talking about God. Make it a priority. You want to make sure that you're modeling and living for God. Remember what he said, tend. Tend to my sheep. Do you love me? Well, then tend to the sheep. Care for them. Meet their needs. Many people, how do you live out and be that Proverbs 31 woman? It just happens. You start caring for your children. Start caring for your family and just meet needs. And the next thing you know, you're loving and serving and doing. And, and people are just saying, I just can't believe you're doing everything you do. You're just being a mom. You know, that's what moms do. Moms model for us Christian life. Loving, serving, giving. Isn't that a mom? <laughs> That's a Christian. Model for them God. Now when you do that, does that mean, is that a guarantee that your Christian or your children are going to turn out just like you want them to? We can do a survey. We can ask all the moms here. Have your children always done what you wanted them to? No. That's why it's important that moms understand you've got to be a prayer warrior. That's what somebody said. I didn't know how to pray until I became a mom <laughs> or a parent. And then somebody said, I thought I was good at it till children turned 16 and started driving. <laughs> I really learned how to pray. Prayer's tough. You can't always be with your children. They grow up. Your children make their own choices and decisions. You can't, you can't live their life. Greg Laurie said this, Your loved ones may escape you, and your presence 
but they cannot escape your prayers. Augustine. Augustine lived back in the 300s, long time ago. Augustine became a great, one of the early church's great theologians, but he didn't start off that way. When he was a teenager, a young teen, he walked away from church. He said, I want no part of it. In fact, he told his mom, he said, I tell God, I want to be chased, but not now. <laughs> and he did not live a very moral or good life. His mother was heartbroken. She knew something about prayer, though. Her husband was not a Christian. She prayed 30 years. A year before his death, he finally gave his, became a Christian. So she started praying for Augustine. She'd try to go where he went. She'd pray. One day she was praying because she'd get others to join in. And she was with the, at the church where the pastor was at. And she was praying and she just cried and wept. And the pastor just said, ma'am, go home. Anybody that's got a, that cries and weeps like you, God's got to answer their prayers. She just prayed 17 years. Augustine, one day, he came come under conviction. He had searching and looking. He went to church and he heard this sermon. He became under conviction. Then he went to a friend's house. He was under such conviction, his friend didn't know what to do with him. So Augustine's in the back. He's just searching and looking. Something had to change. And he hears this child in the background, and he just says, pick it up and read. Pick it up and read. He's like, so he thought of the Bible. So he went and he got his Bible, and he just opened up the book Bible. He opened it up to a passage in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 13. It's verse 13 and 14. Here's what he read. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie and in drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. All the things he was doing. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. All of a sudden, Augustine knew that's what he needed. You see, basically, he needed to repent of his sin. To turn from it. All the things that he was doing, he needed to turn around and to leave it behind him. To put on like a suit of clothes. And that through faith, he called upon Christ. He knew what Jesus had done upon the cross. He knew who Jesus was. And he called upon Jesus through faith to forgive him. That moment, the Holy Spirit indwelt him. Augustine knew there was a difference. Augustine would later write, he said, yes, he said, it's true, I could not. I tried to be able to get away from my mom. She pleaded with me constantly about God, and I just got away from her. But he said, I could not run from her prayers. I could not run from her God. And Augustine gave his life to Christ. Moms, don't give up. 
don't think that it's too late. It's not. Children are going to do and make their own decisions. But you can always pray. A prayer warrior. I'm convinced that uh, when we get to heaven, judgment takes place and rewards are given out. Somebody's going to say, who are all these ladies? And why are they being recognized and getting so many rewards? Never heard of them. What did they ever do? I believe what you're going to find is a lot of moms that prayed and accomplished far more than they ever thought that they had. Moms that felt so inadequate. But no. Moms that made a difference. Difference with their children. Difference in their walk. And a difference because of their prayer life. Today, that may be some of our moms here. But you know what? Today, we may have some moms that are struggling. They may be some young ladies. You're not moms. But Satan has lied and lied to you, and you're going in the wrong direction. Today, you may turn your life around. They may be some individuals that are here today. You come to honor your mom. But the truth is, your mom's been praying. Part of the reason you're here is because God is answering your mom's prayer. And the Spirit is speaking to you. And the Holy Spirit is wanting you to make a decision to turn from your sin, to allow Jesus Christ to be in control of your life. Maybe you are a Christian, but you're certainly not living for Christ. But your mom's praying. And she's been praying and asking God something would change. Today may be that day. This is the day. The Spirit of God is working and moving. They may be some moms. You're just heartbroken. You just feel like, I'm to blame. I'm so inadequate. You know, today you just need to come and just be able to pray and just ask the Lord to help. He's the one that protects. He's the one that provides. He's the one that does things when we can't. It's a special time. You say, you're not supposed to do anything like that on Mother's Day. Well, why not? Moms have been praying. You say, well, my mom's already gone on. Yeah, but her prayers continue on. And today, the Lord is moving. See, it's the day of salvation. Today. Today's the day we get right with God. Today's the day we honor God and follow Him. Let's just take a moment. Let's have prayer together. Dear Lord, thank you so much for everybody that's come out today. What a special day.
Lord, may you make it even more special by allowing us to be obedient, by allowing us to be in your will. And so today, as you spoke to a heart, may you give them a boldness, a confidence to be able to step out, to make a decision. Lord, there may be somebody here that doesn't know you. Today, they need to be able to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. Somebody that's never followed through in baptism, they need to step out and follow you in obedience. Somebody that's walked away from you, they need to today come back and live for you. A day in which prayers are answered, in which forgiveness takes place. things that's come between us is done away with. So may you just work and may we see your will accomplished in Jesus' name.